0: Kevin looking, long to the basket Yo, 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 Whoop. Whoop. yo, yo, yo There's no ball like college basketball, so let's get the dipping wings together and get the boys and girls over, because it's about to go down in college basketball time. This episode of The Needle is brought to you by D1CoachCorner.com, your source for Division One College Basketball. Thank you once again for tuning to our 43rd episode of The Needle. Again, my name is Jack Williams, owner and operator of D1CoachCorner.com, your source for college basketball news, rankings, and predictions. D1 Coach 1 is the number one source for college basketball preseason predictions and college basketball coach evaluations. The Needle College Basketball Podcast brings you 52 weeks of college basketball talk on topics dealing with Division One college basketball coaches and their teams. In this episode of The Needle, we'll be looking at the American Athletic Conference pre-conference record to see which teams are building the best resume through pre-conference scheduling, wins, and losses and see which teams are already off on the wrong track because of their pre-conference records. And then we'll look at our American Conference award watch and then some needle-moving games for Week 7 of college basketball. Then we'll get into our new Coach Impact segment of the show, which will highlight coaches who have recently taken over a team and has positively impacted that team as a result of him being there. And if you like our show, go subscribe to our iTunes and YouTube channels. Let's continue to be your number one source for preseason college basketball predictions and college basketball coach evaluations. Well, we took a little hiatus for the month due to the busy Christmas holiday. But thank God that the holidays are coming to an end. I love Christmas, but it can be a little tiring after a while with all of this visiting and all these Christmas parties and things like that. But again, I love Christmas, but I'm glad it's all over with, you know. There seems to be something missing from this 2019-20 season in college basketball. The excitement is different than it was the previous season. Oh, hell, let me stop beating around the bush. It's boring. And I think that it's because the game is missing a true star player. We had a player last season, Zion Williamson, who has sort of a Michael Jordan promotional effect on the game, if that makes any sense to you. You know, Duke was much CTV last season. Everyone wanted to watch them play because they had the number one, number two, and number three player on their team. That excitement isn't there this season, and plus, there aren't any dominant teams in the game this season. And now, James Wiseman is out, the one of a few players that everyone wanted to see, but still, he's no Zion Williamson. He hasn't had the same effect on the game. You know, I hate it when we get a number one player the college game but we don't get to see him play it's kind of like when michael porter chose missouri to play ball but we never got to really see him play except for in a few games he played in the ncaa tournament for business purposes the ncaa needs to find a way to keep their star players paid and playing in order to save the college game in the future and most of the number ones this season has lost to unranked teams michigan state lost to unranked virginia tech Kentucky lost to an unranked mid-major team, and Louisville fell to an unranked Texas Tech, even though Texas Tech is ranked now, but they weren't ranked at the time. But back to the topic at hand: the American Athletic Conference. How's this conference doing in preseason competition? And you know how every year before the season begins, we do a preseason prediction of who we think is going to be good or who we think is going to do bad in the conference. Last season, I was one of the only few media personalities to pick Houston to win the American Conference, but. I got to admit that my predictions were kind of off in between the middle. This season, I chose Memphis to win the American Conference, and I think I'm going to be right. The media poll chose Houston as their preseason favorite, and I still don't see that happening this season, and I'll explain why later. So, let's look at my preseason picks for 2019-2020. Some people may say that this was a crazy prediction, but I say it was just a prediction, and if you don't like it, make your own prediction. So, who did we have? Keep in mind that our predictions are done way before the season starts. Some teams acquire better players in between then. And some players are cleared to play who we didn't even think were going to be cleared to play. Some players get hurt and some get kicked off the team. So, a lot happens in between that time. And that will most of the time change the dynamics of the team. So, don't hate on my predictions. Now, here's how our predictions look. We had Memphis at number one. South Florida at number two, and I'll explain that later. Wichita State at number three, Cincinnati at four, Yukon at five, Temple at six, Tulsa seven, SMU eight. We had Houston all the way at nine, and UCF 10, East Carolina 11, and Tulane at 12. So the media poll had Houston at number one, Memphis at number two. Cincinnati at three, Wichita State at four, South Florida at five, Yukon at six, Temple at seven, SMU at eight, UCF at nine, Tulsa at 10, Eastern Carolina at 11, and Tulane at 12. The only big difference between the two polls is that they had Houston at number one and we had Memphis at number one. But Houston is nowhere near better than Memphis this season. Memphis is clearly the better team. As a matter of fact, I don't believe Houston is even better than Wichita State. Memphis has only played two Power Conference teams this season so far, and they were ranked Oregon and Ole Miss. They lost to Oregon and beat Ole Miss. Wichita State beat two Power Conference teams this season thus far in South Carolina and Oklahoma State. South Carolina ain't much to brag about though, because they are six and four for the season, and two of their losses were against mid-major teams, Boston University and Northern Iowa. Next to Memphis, Wichita State Is the most balanced team in the American They're good both offensively And defensively Wichita State and Memphis are also the only Two teams in the American Who have beaten a quality team In pre-conference play Wichita State beat Oklahoma State in Oklahoma Which was their first and only true Road win of the season thus far They are 9-1 and one this season Memphis beat a ranked Tennessee team To win their second true road game Of the season Memphis is also 9-1 and one for the season a lot of people thought that this memphis team was done after their top player james wiseman was sidelined due to ncaa violations but this memphis team is deep and therefore the loss of wiseman doesn't really affect that team as much don't forget that memphis has another potential first round draft pick on their team in precious achua who's averaging nearly a double double this preseason competition he's averaging 13.3 points and 9.9 rebounds per game thus far Memphis has seven other guys on the team who are averaging nine or more points per game. They are the second best scoring team in the American behind Houston and just above Wichita state. They are averaging 79 points per game. Houston averages over 80 points per game and Wichita state is averaging about 77 points per game. A game between Houston and Memphis will come down to defense because both of these teams can put up a lot of numbers. However, Memphis is a far better defensive team than Houston. And Memphis can guard the three better than any team in the league. They are ranked second in the American only behind UConn in three-point field goal defense. Houston is ranked 239th in the nation and eighth in the American in three-point field goal defense. So there's a difference there. So who in the American has the best chance of making it to the big dance come March? I say Memphis definitely. Then Houston, Wichita State, and Tempo. And I'll say that Wichita State may have a better chance than Houston. The one bad thing about Houston is they haven't proven that they can beat a quality team. They lost to BYU a ranked Oregon and now Oklahoma state looking at their preseason resume Houston may even have a problem making it to the big dance I think they're going to have to have a very good conference showing in order to make it to the big dance in March and I think that before it's all said and done Houston and Temple may end up being bubble teams I think that Memphis and Wichita State are going to be shoe ins. And the reason I say this is because Memphis and Wichita State's strength of schedule is going to help them in the long run. But out of all the teams, I think that these are the four strongest teams in the American. Notice that I picked South Florida second in the American preseason poll. But let me tell you, that could have been possible if Alexis Yetna hadn't gone down. Right now, South Florida can't find points. Yetna was that other double digit score that South Florida desperately needs. And Justice Brown hasn't improved his game much to make up for that double digit loss that was lost by Yetna. On the other hand, even without Yetna, South Florida has the best defense in the American League and is the 21st best in the nation. They are holding opponents to an average 59.2 points per game. They just can't seem to score. The growth of this team was also dependent on the growth of Dawson, who is so far averaging only 6.7 points per game in 22.7 minutes. If Coach Brian Gregory could find a way to put this team in a position to put more points on the board without Yetna, South Florida can still surprise a lot of people in conference competition. But to be honest with you, I think that their season is dead in the water. Now, going back to tempo, I think that Coach Aaron McKee is doing a pretty good job with this team. Temple has two true road wins under their belt so far. They beat LaSalle and Philadelphia on November 16th, and they beat South California and California on the 22nd of November. True road wins are always good for the resume. One of the losses that could hurt their chances of going to the big dance in the postseason is their loss to Missouri at home on December 7th because this Missouri team is not a strong team at all this year. This is a Missouri team that has lost three games in a row at home in Missouri. One of them teams being a mid-major team. If Temple has a good comfort showing, however, in which they will, I believe, they'll probably make it to the dance or be a strong bubble team. That's just my opinion. So with that said, who do I think is going To finish at the bottom of the conference Definitely East Carolina It seems that Coach Dooley is still searching To find the right starting lineup this season So far with Eastern Carolina Coach Dooley has started 10 players at some point There hasn't been a consistent Starting lineup yet This is a team that has lost a lot of players to either graduation and transfer after the 2018-2019 season. With so many new players, it's very difficult to find that chemistry with this team. This Eastern Carolina team has a negative 0.2 scoring margin. They are ranked 267 in the nation and dead last in the American in scoring defense. Eastern Carolina also allows their opponents to put up on average 72.9 points per game. That's a lot of points. So I don't see this team winning more than Three games in the American this season If that I also think that Tulsa would probably end up At the bottom somewhere Tulsa is 8-3 for the season But don't get it twisted This team is not very good at all And Tulane is not ready to come at the basement As of yet They are 8-2 for the season And that's good But their wins are against Very bad teams in the league Tulane's two losses come to Two good major teams Missouri State And St. Louis. Don't get it twisted. Tulane is not a very bad team, and trust me, they're going to compete. The problem with this team is second chance points. They are not a very good rebounding team at all. They also don't have depth in the backcourt. They are one of the worst ball-moving teams in the American. They rank 212th in the nation and 11th in the American in assists per game. But I do think that they're going to hover around the last four positions of the conference standings. And lastly, south florida a team that i thought had a good chance to do something this season but the loss of Yetna hurts like i said earlier in the show and now for our american compass award Watch. in this portion of the show we're going to be looking at coaches and players who could possibly be on the award list after the 2019 20 season ends our coach of the year watch of course the front runner is going to be coach penny hardaway Memphis is the only team in the American Conference who is ranked in the AP Top 25. They are winning, they are selling tickets, and the whole nine yards. And that's even without their star player, Wiseman. And if something just happens to go terribly wrong with Memphis, I would say that Coach Greg Marshall of Wichita State is the runner-up. Coach Marshall has this Wichita State team competing this season. They are 9-1, and, and that's with wins over three power conference teams, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, And Oklahoma. Out of the three of these wins, the win against Oklahoma State was a very good one. It was a true road win for one, and for the other, Oklahoma State is a pretty good team. This is a team that could possibly make it to the big dance in 2020. They lost to West Virginia though. But this Wichita State is destined to finish near the top of the American contest. And for our player of the year, watch. Jaden Gardner is a sophomore from East Carolina. He's carrying this team on his shoulders. He has the most double-doubles in the American with five so far. He's nearly averaging a double-double with 20 points and nine rebounds per game. He is also averaging 2.1 assists per game. Coach Duty may have a hard time keeping this player if he doesn't surround him with better players next season. Another one is Precious Achua, freshman from Memphis. He has the second most double-doubles in the American with four this season so far. He's also close to averaging a double-double. He averages 13.3 points and 9.9 rebounds per game this season. Freshman of the Year watch. Hands down, I think it's going to be precious for children. If James Wise was still in the game, all the Freshman of the Year candidates would come from one team, Memphis. And now let's look at some of our Needle Movement games for week 7 o'clock. On Sunday, December of the needle falls for Ohio State for losing on the road to a streaky Minnesota team. However, this Minnesota team is difficult to beat at home. Minnesota has lost only one game at home this season thus far. North Carolina was also defeated by Wolford at home. I would say that it was because they were without Cole Anthony, but they were even struggling before that. Oklahoma State moves the needle slightly with a true road win over Houston. Fortunately, Oklahoma State has been kind of inconsistent this season, so the win won't do much for them in the polls. On Tuesday, December 17, 2020, Creighton continued to move the needle by defending their home court against Oklahoma. Creighton was on a four-game winning streak prior to this win. A bad loss for Temple on neutral territory in the Air Force Reserve Basketball Hall of Fame Imitational against a Miami team that doesn't have much depth. Miami had problems beating power conference team all this season on Wednesday, December 18, 2020. The L's keep stacking up for North Carolina as they lost to second ranked Gonzaga in a true road game. This marked North Carolina's fourth loss in a row. What a bad December for North Carolina. North Carolina has fallen out of the top 25 for the first time in five years. The needle moves down for ranked Kentucky as well for losing to Utah. This is not a good year for ranked teams. This was Kentucky's second loss of the year to an unranked team. DePaul continues to move the needle upward with this fourth true road win of the season. DePaul defeated mid-major Cleveland State to put themselves in position to crack the top 25 for the first time in decades. On Thursday, December 19, 2020, the needle falls slightly for Maryland in their loss to Seton Hall. Maryland hasn't won a true road game this season thus far, and it was their second loss in a row, both being true road games. On Saturday, December 21st, 2020, Villanova moved the needle by defending their home court against the number one ranked Kansas. The win brings Villanova to 5-0 at home. The needle continues to fall for Kentucky as it loses to a ranked Ohio State team in the CBS Sports Classic. Can Kentucky suffer the same fate as North Carolina who fell out of the top 25 for the first time in a long time? The needle moves up dramatically for St. John's with a win over a ranked Arizona team on neutral territory. This win marks St. John's 7th win in a row, bringing them to 11-2 for the season. The needle falls for Texas for failing to win on the road against a struggling Providence team this season. Providence was 6-6 for the season prior to this win. After a hot start, the needle continues to fall for Oklahoma State, who loses to a Minnesota team who is catching fire. Minnesota has now won three out of their last four games. Oklahoma State has lost three out of their last four games. On Sunday, December 22, 2020, the needle falls dramatically for Virginia for failing to defend their home court against South Carolina. This was South Carolina's second true road win in a row. South Carolina is now 3-0 oh on the road, all being true road wins. And now for our new Coach Impact segment of the show. This portion of the show is brought to you by D1CoachMorner.com, your source for Division I college basketball coaches. In this new Coach Impact segment, we will be discussing coaches who have been head coach of a Division I team for no more than five years and who are on the upward trend towards taking that team to another level. This week's new Coach Impact highlights Coach Archie Miller of Indiana. Indiana is playing good basketball right now. Indiana is 10-1 for the season and has received 23 votes towards the AP poll. This Indiana team is building a pretty good resume for the postseason. And that concludes our show for this week. Join us next week at the same time and channel for new episodes. We'll be happy to take on your questions and comments on Twitter for our next episode. Our Twitter handle is at D1CoachCorner. Corner. That is... Coach Corner. See you next week.